hello, this is Notes from the Back Row, a podcast like no other, different themes, rotating hosts, and so much more. So strap in for a veritable cinematic Coney Island of the mind. Two notes from the back row, the official podcast of backdashrow.com, champions of unsung and underrated cinema. This is Cream of the Crud, the podcast where Carlo and I talk about what movies we've been watching, news of notable physical releases, movies we've screened with the Crud Buddies, and more. It's a potpourri of podcasting for the cinematically deranged. As always, I am Dan Gorman here with Carlo. Hello, Gorman. Hello. What up? Is it Not spoopy much. time yet? Um, almost. <laughs> almost. Uh, there's a couple of days left in August and then September. But it's supposed to get like pretty warm in September here, which yeah. I, I don't like that. Me either. <laughs> want, well, today has been like a really gray day. But yeah, uh, I'm definitely gearing up for spooky time yeah uh, movie wise you know following so, on the so, horizon yeah yeah that's uh i usually start in like middle of september ish but it, it really depends on the weather i feel yeah. if it's like really sunny and summery i don't feel much like watching horror movies um unless it's like a summer themed horror movie like water-based horror camp-based horror those i, I can, can see go- that those I can go for, for sure. But 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 I'm not gonna watch like a haunted house kind of thing. That that's like full on. It yeah. needs to be like full on. Well, fall basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm getting getting in the mood. I've done some pre gaming mm-hmm. for Halloween, but I haven't nice. di- I haven't like you know I'm not diving straight into it yet. We'll we'll talk mm-hmm. about it later. But yeah, yeah, I'm definitely at the point where I'm like ready for it yeah, to happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm excited. Uh, it's the best time of the year. It is, yeah. <laughs> Easily. <laughs> um, so for the first time ever on the podcast, we are going to take some calls from the public. Uh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> if you are a member of the Crud Buddies Discord, you can go there at crudbuddies.club. You can find the link. You can join our Discord. We did create a room for Cream of the Crud. And mm-hmm. if you want to go in there and talk shit about the things that we talked about <laughs> or tell us what to talk about, yeah. you can do that. Yeah, and sure. uh, it, over there on Discord, Stain in the Crud Buddies Discord said, Mm-mm-mm. all they said was, Lauren Avedon retrospective? <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I was like, maybe turn that into a question? <laughs> what do yeah, I do with that? <laughs> I know, well. I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at Lauren Avedon movies I've seen on Letterbox now. So, yeah. I mean, I, I can do like a loose ranking, I guess. Uh, yeah, I'll, what was what your I, first uh, experience? Uh, my first Lauren Avalon movie is very likely one of the No Retreat, No Surrender movies. So that that'll be No Retreat, No Surrender Part Two, I think. There's there's like others on my list that I have seen. There's one called uh, Ninja Turf, Los Angeles Street Fighter, but I ha- I have no recollection of seeing that. 
I also saw Furious, but I feel like he's barely in that. Yeah. You've seen Furious, right? I've seen Furious 84. a couple times. Yeah. I, if, if he was in it, I do not remember. I, I remember <laughs> like Philip Ree, Simon Ree. Yeah, Simon Ree, yeah. See, okay, Lauren Avalon is just credited as fighter. Fighter. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's why I don't remember him. And if you are listening to this and you don't know who they are, they're an American mm. actor. They uh, are martial best known. Artists. Yeah, martial artist known for King of the Kickboxers. Yeah. yeah no yeah. Retreat, No Surrender 2. Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, apparently I've seen three of their movies, Furious, okay. Virtual Combat, and Fighting Spirit, a.k.a. King of the Kickboxers 2. Oh, yeah. that's uh, We streamed that one. Yeah. Uh, that last one. I haven't seen Virtual Combat. Virtual Combat, is that not the Don Wilson uh, uh, yeah, Dawn the Dragon. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I haven't seen that one yet. I I put a trailer in the pre-show last uh, screening we did, and apparently I I had done that before because you commented on it uh, that the trailer <laughs> that that trailer we've we've seen that. Already. That's a good trailer. Uh, yeah, it's a good trailer, but I wonder about the movie because not a lot of people seem to like Virtual Combat. But it, the trailer. Uh, looks my great. recollection of Virtual Combat is that I watched it. I think I maybe even watched it on like Amazon Prime or oh. like I think it was like a middle of the night on youtube or amazon yeah. prime or something okay. and i i didn't even review it i just watched it and i probably was like drunk at the time and was like cool virtual combat and then just <laughs> forgot about it. <laughs> I, it it feels like a movie i will inevitably yeah end up watching because it's called virtual combat <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly um but yeah lauren avalon wise i feel like the my favorite of his movies like the one we streamed king of the kickboxers to aka fighting spirit that's a pretty good one no retreat no surrender part three that's a, that's a good one as well and and the original king of the kickboxers i feel it has another title uh yeah i feel, are, I yeah, feel yeah, like yeah, i've seen the, that yeah king of the kickboxers but i haven't yeah okay so fighting spirit is also known as king of the kickboxers part two two yeah. but i feel like the original king of the kickboxers is kind of a spiritual follow-up to the no retreat no surrender movies with lauren <laughs> abaddon because it's all like the same people doing him. They all just sort of blend into this Lauren Avalon universe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, that sounds like a sorority house massacre, slumber house yeah, massacre yeah, thing yeah. where it's like, exactly. I don't know, this one was kind of a sequel to that yeah, one. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. So, yeah, yeah, I've seen probably like half of his movie. So, well, I guess we got to watch all of the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sure. Let's sure. uh let's do a franchise <laughs> frenzy episode of the circuit. <laughs> and oh, circuit yeah, two circuit. and circuit three. <laughs> oh, he's is he not in the original? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I, I have a copy of like Manhattan Chase, which is a Cynthia Rothrock movie, which I have not yet seen. One of the <laughs> very few Cynthia Rothrock movies I haven't seen yet. Yeah. Uh that that's Lauren Avalon and Cynthia Rothrock. I, I believe that's a Godfrey Ho. A Godfrey Ho joint. Yeah. You gotta <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you gotta see it yeah I, actually i think i think the copy i have that uh stain gave it to me nice uh, yeah haven't watched it yet sorry i will one day <laughs> all right so if you want uh us to to lightly riff on one of your suggestions and go to credbuddies.club and join our discord um yeah. or hit us up on twitter do at it. YCKMD or at uh, Are you still Psycho Pike or Carlo Go Carlo? Just on hit up, just hit up Dan on Twitter. Yeah, okay. I, I change my Twitter <laughs> too often. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's pointless. This this episode will be outdated in like a couple of weeks when I okay. change it again. So yeah, <laughs> at least so... you're consistent with that stuff. <laughs>
Yeah. <laughs> um, so you can also go to CredBuddies.club and check out our screenings. If you scroll down, there is a list. There is, well, not a list, but there's a little VCR button you can click on. It'll take us, take you to our list of screenings um what was the re the most recent one i missed right uh the most recent one i was there but i just sort of conked out it was rough cut with rough cut. which is a uh oh fuck what's his name sean donahue yes. yeah Sh sean donahue directed and starring in sort of yeah. like vanity project and this time it's i believe patrick donahue the guy who directed parole fire yeah. is, is his dad mm -hmm. if i'm not mistaken uh, I think so. he, has, he has like a role uh, uh, uh like not a bit part but he's like one of the bad guys in rough cut but yeah i don't know i just couldn't keep my attention on that movie uh, a couple other people uh who show up to the streams a lot they they logged it and reviewed it so check out yeah uh come check in the discord and uh, yeah you'll find those letterboxed write-ups uh yep. i have nothing to add yeah i think curtis aka cartographer oh, yeah, yeah. on yeah. letterbox they they gave it a three and a half stars yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, i'd like to see it the, we did do um was it ninja the final duel um the oh, week yeah. prior yeah 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 yeah. I, I, I couldn't really keep my attention on that one. I lately have been having trouble focusing on Sunday yeah. movies for some reason. It's it, it always happens in the summer, I feel. Like last summer as well, I, I, I scheduled in a bunch of like stupid summer themed movies. Mm -hmm. Like what was it? Like Body, Body waves. waves and all that junk. Uh, yeah. Barely watched any of those, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Ninja the Final Duel, 1986. That's not really a movie that you can pay attention to. <laughs> it's Yeah, there's no I, I, I there? had no idea what was going well, on. <laughs> yeah, it's a movie cut down from a series, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, like so, a 10-hour series. So it makes no sense watching it. It's just like, well, you know, Hong Kong movies, they... They do be like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all like very stream of conscience. Uh, we just go from one scene to the next. Uh, doesn't really matter what the story is. And I guess in that sense, it's successful. You, yeah. you watched it, didn't you? I did, yeah. And I paid attention the whole way through. I still okay. could not tell you a single thing about <laughs> what happened in the movie, except yeah. for that it's pretty entertaining there's okay. there's these huge fake spiders that certain ninjas ride around on oh, yeah, I saw that, a, yeah yeah there's a lot of like really you know wild wildly dubbed dialogue mm -hmm. they steal a bunch of soundtrack uh cuts from like rambo and ghostbusters and dos boot um <laughs> yeah there's a jive talking ninja who's dubbed in jive talk and a couple people get yeah. beheading beheaded and nice. yeah like i was constantly being like i have no idea what the plot of this movie is but every few minutes something really funny or entertaining happens so like mm. cannot complain too much <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah it's uh one that i'll probably catch catch up to when i'm in yeah you're right you have to be it. in the right mood yeah 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 F felt like that and like a movie where you're you're sort of zonked out mm -hmm. but you're not like you're just on that precipice of paying enough attention to be enjoying the things that are happening in front of your eyes but not so close attention that you are frustrated that nothing is making sense yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay yeah cred buddies go to credbuddies.club mm. it's all up there yeah we've got some stuff coming up uh i, I yeah. can't make this uh weekend's 
mm-hmm. show, but yeah, this, I this, am this, excited this, for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I I did watch a, a movie recently by that director, so we're watching. By the time this is up, we will have watched Memory Run. Yeah, aka, AKA Synapse. 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 Yeah, directed by Alan Goldstein. They also directed this movie with Brian Bosworth and Brad Dourif that I watched called Blackout, aka mm. something else, Midnight Heat. Yeah, that's it, Midnight Heat. Which there's not a lot of Brian Bosworth movie movies, and most of them are supposed to be not great, except for the one that everyone has seen, Stone Cold. Yeah. Um, this one was pretty solid. It's it's uh, it's not a hearty recommendation, but okay. Brian Bosworth sort of plays against character. He's this like geekish guy who works at a bank, but he's still huge because you know. Brian Bosworth is just like a huge guy and it's interesting seeing him play that part and Brad Dourif as the bad guy that's almost enough to sell me on that that is enough to sell me on the movie Um, Mm -hmm. but it's a TV movie and it sort of feels that way like the stakes feel a bit non-existent little mm-hmm. sluggish here and there it's supposed to be an action movie but at times i couldn't i was like waiting for action to really happen there's a couple okay. of set set pieces but eh, yeah it was weird it's kind of likable but also a little underwhelming so you know I, I think i gave it three stars so yeah interesting yeah what was it called uh blackout aka midnight Heat, okay uh, 1996 yeah. yes, i believe yeah yeah, yeah. So that's the same director as the one we will just have watched. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. Memory Run 1995. I'm excited to watch that. Maybe the mm. next episode we'll circle back on it. One yeah. one thing I did want to mention about this movie. So um, mm. it is a sci-fi movie mm-hmm. from 95. And I have seen <laughs> a few reviewers on Letterboxd talking about this movie from the perspective of like trans viewers. Yeah. And apparently there's like some interesting stuff for, uh, about this movie, like for yeah. its time. You yeah. know what I mean? mean like it's probably Uh not like the most you know amazingly wonderful representation but i've seen reviewers say like oh the writer of of the book let me see yeah uh the writer of the book that this movie is based on did end up transitioning and so like it kind of made its way into the movie and it's a kind of supposedly um an interesting kind of like 90s sort of take on on that kind of stuff and so i'm interested to see it from that perspective because yeah yeah. yeah, there's a few i think if you go to letterbox the the popular reviews are people kind of dissecting it from that perspective and i find that interesting yeah i did see that like a lot of people uh, making comparisons to like ghost in the shell as well which Mm -hmm. also has that kind of like um yeah uh subtext or whatever you want to call it yeah. Uh, interesting. Cool. Yeah, so I'm excited. Um, so moving forward to our news and other notable things that have happened. I have one thing written down here, which was obviously a huge piece of news in the past few weeks, but uh, Sonny Chiba. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, passed yeah, away. And, and th- this was hard for me because um, I at once know their immense importance and yeah. at the same time don't have a ton of experience so it was oh, like okay. oh so when it happened i was like oh my god like holy shit but then yeah. at the same time i was like oh i also like have not seen very much <laughs> of them in the movie so i've like felt mm. it but then didn't feel it i don't know it was yeah, like second hand destroyed me <laughs> yeah i i felt that one pretty bad because i'm a huge sonny chiba fan and he's like one of my favorite performers and such a such an interesting screen presence and always like delivering such a like a very generous performer like if you watch Mm. that uh, original the street fighter movie from 74 um 
he does sort of like this Bruce Lee shtick in it, but he commits so much and it almost becomes like a bit of a comedy in that sense, but it's, it's never not enjoyable. Mm. And yeah, he's, he's just, he's the best. Um, Wolf Guy is, is a really cool uh, 70s uh, Japanese movie with him as well that uh, Arrow yeah. put out on Blu-ray. Yeah, man, that, that was <laughs> COVID as well. Yeah, brutal. Yeah, fuck. So shitty. Yeah, he's a um, legend. What, what, I, when I see that, I've seen that wolf guy cover around a lot oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. there was a brief period where i thought it was like a newer movie because of that <laughs> arrow of art yeah, and i was kind of yeah, like yeah. oh it's like a throwback to like yeah, uh yeah, yeah. or that something happens. but <laughs> that happens with like yeah. boutique labels making a fancy new cover and it's yeah it seems new I, I i never really like it when those show up on letterboxd like someone upslo- has uploaded for um all the gamera movies as well like yeah. the arrow art uh of that release for each one of them and okay that art is cool I can appreciate that art on its own but yeah. to me those aren't the original posters and I, <laughs> I, I, I don't really like seeing those of le- and pop up on Leatherbox. Yeah I, I know what you mean and it's, I it's like a minor thing but yeah for, for me it's like that is an acceptable thing when the alternative is like people keep <laughs> uploading uh, just like some random person has made something for a Psychos yeah. in Love <laughs> oh, yeah. and it and it, and it looks like it looks absolutely terrible uh-huh. and I don't know if it's from like a DVD D or but yeah, it like looks me like that one yeah oh it yeah it's really bad <laughs> it looks really bad and it's like just le- let me have the original <laughs> yeah. there there was a short amount of time when when i believe like uh, the movie database which letterbox they pull out uh, all of their data from the movie database because it, it's way more expensive to do that mm-hmm. uh, via imdb so the movie database is basically like a free database anyone yeah. can edit it it's very like wikipedia-esque but i believe there was like a short amount of time when the movie database was um, doing like maintenance and all of a sudden on letter on letterbox especially for like b movies and uh, <laughs> lesser known movies these like yugoslavian and russian versions yeah. of posters were, were popping up for a bunch of movies where i was like where are these even being pulled from if not the movie database and just a bunch of like movies that i like had like the worst poster art on letterbox <laughs> to the point that you just didn't, didn't want to log that shit <laughs> yeah yeah it was, i it was weird i remember that happening it was yeah. weird yeah. it was like all of a sudden i don't know yeah if it was maintenance or if it was like people I, were just going in and adding a. I a... believe it was a maintenance thing okay. because it was like just yeah i don't know what was happening at first but then i found i don't know like maybe they said on twitter or something and they explained yeah. like yeah the movie database was doing uh cleaning up their database or whatever <laughs> i believe that was it yeah yeah so it's, makes sense. It's, it's been solved since but for like a month or something it was like yeah just like browsing movies as well like uh, i want to find some new obscure b movie hidden gem and, and you're, some weird poster that doesn't like represent re- it at all no exactly and on letterboxd you're like really reliant on on just browsing covers yeah and then when that falls away is it's it's like yeah might as well be looking for movies on imdb like based on <laughs> who worked on it and 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 stuff but sometimes yeah. i just like basing my like you know uh, going to the video store exactly 
it's that's that's a leather box uh, the digital video store kind of experience and when that's not there anymore that'd be a yeah. shame because i really like doing that just like wasting some time looking at posters <laughs> yeah exactly mm -hmm. um so out of the news and into our physical media corner section um one of the biggest ones in the past uh, couple weeks has been severin's announcement of the 20 film box set on folk horror hmm. um this includes the recent documentary Woodlands Dark and Days Bewitched by Kirla Janice from 2021. So this is a 190 minute documentary about folk art. Oh, yeah. sorry, folk folk horror. Folk horror yeah. um, and so that's on its own disc. And then we get, you know, 19 other movies. And one of the biggest things in here um, of a few is mm -hmm. Eyes of Fire from 1983, which mm -hmm. has long been only available on VHS. And, oh, okay. and it was, it, uh, I believe they screened it here in Toronto and they were maybe able to get like a print. I like, I think it's screened yeah, yeah. in prints before yeah. around the country and, yeah. and, and North America, but this is going to be like the first time that somebody can get cool. their hands on this in their home in a good copy which is a sort of dreamy folk horror movie that I've wanted to see for years I know yeah, Justin yeah. DeClue has talked about it a lot and I've been waiting it's like you know um, nice. just been sitting here thinking someday this is going to come out I don't want to watch that VHS I want to be able to like really absorb this movie because mm -hmm. it looks cool and it's oh, supposed nice. to be really moody yeah. um, so I'm really it's a 4k restoration for that movie so I, they did release Eyes of Fire as as a separate um, release, so I purchased that right away because I can't oh, afford cool. the like one hundred and eighty dollars yeah. USD. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you like uh, based on the amount of content, that's pretty good. But it's that's that's assuming deal. you want every movie in that set. Yeah, that's... I almost did it. Yeah. Oh well. Because <laughs> <laughs> it is it is like twenty movies, short films, three CDs, a full documentary. Every disc has has features and there are other movies that i want in that so they they do mm -hmm. have australia's celia from 1989 which is a really cool movie yeah. um that i watched cool. like last year and then there's even a canadian movie called clear cut from 91 that i've been meaning to see oh yeah i saw that listed in there yeah yeah uh, and i've been i was a little bummed that i won't be able to purchase that one on its own <laughs> but uh yeah there, there's another one allison's birthday from 1981 mm -hmm. which had a really ridiculous like bad vhs cover yeah i um, think i know that one isn't it like it's like a, a woman screaming and there's like a bloody cake or something yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah i know that poster um, <laughs> Yeah, but that's apparently like uh, an Australian, you know, folk horror film. Cool. Um, just with a really terrible art. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's films from Italy. Um, yeah, it's cool. It's very stuff. like international yeah. seeming. Uh, mm -hmm. Like folk horror from all over. All over the place, yeah. yeah Soviet yeah. Union. Um, that's one I think it's called Vi, V-I-Y. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that's like really good. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but again i i can just picture the poster <laughs> yeah exactly thanks thanks to letterbox i can picture the poster <laughs> yeah so if you've got room if you got mm. your wallet has a little uh room to get 170 dollars out of it go to seven dot seven films.com yeah um uh, yeah <laughs> so is that the only physical media release thing you want to talk about so i've got a few others we don't have to talk too long about them okay um, okay because but... i've got one if you oh what have... is it 
if you happen to not mention this, are you gonna talk about like the Gold Ninja video? Yes. Okay, cool. Let's do it. Let's talk about that, yeah. Yeah, uh, so Gold Ninja video, they got their their scanner with mm -hmm. their GoFundMe mm -hmm. um, and have been teasing the things that are gonna come out of it. But yeah, mm -hmm. was that just today they announced it? Yeah, I believe so. Uh, I'm looking at the tweet now. Yeah, a couple of hours ago even. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, so they've, they've released an announcement that they are um, doing a 2K scan of a 35 millimeter print of a film called Thrilling Bloody Sword from 1981, mm -hmm. which I had never heard of. Yeah, it's it's an obscure one. The only version that exists looks like dog shit. We were talking yeah. about this one a little bit off mic because um, Justin hadn't like uh, announced it yet or anything. He just teased it to me uh, when, we were when we were doing a commentary. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, it's this type Taiwanese uh, fantasy slash horror kind of thing. It's inspired by like Snow White and the Seven yeah, Dwarfs. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm checking the Twitter thread now, and he says it features a he our hero being born out of pulsating out of a pulsating flesh egg. <laughs> he, he posted like a screenshot, and it's supposed to be super wild. Like yeah. there's some people who've locked it on Letterboxd who've seen that garbage version that's floating around uh, on the internet. But yeah, that, that this is like a big, a big yeah. pr premiere, a big get. Totally. Like when he told me about that, I, I just couldn't believe it. Like, like holy shit, you found that? Uh, yeah. You found a 35 millimeter print, and more than being able to find it, it it exists. I was just <laughs> shocked that that even existed. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that take my money, please. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And one one of the reviews on IMDb said it was one of the most entertaining kung fu movies I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. And they also went on to talk about how this is another movie that, like we mentioned earlier, the mm -hmm. soundtrack consists of themes of Battlestar Galactica, Star Blazers, <laughs> 80s P Funk, and more. <laughs> yeah, love yeah. to see it. <laughs> so I'm so stoked. Um, yeah, yeah. That looks awesome. So check that out. Go to uh, Gold Ninja Video's website. They will have it there when it's up for pre-order, I imagine. Um, yep. Yeah. And I also, I did want to mention, so a movie that has come up uh, once or twice on Back Row. Um, uh, what is it? What is it? Uh, <laughs> what is it? Ke Kino Lorber are going to be putting out a Blu-ray of Homebodies from 1974. Ah, yes. Yes. Um, link, and I this... linked this to you. You were yeah. going to link it to me. <laughs> yeah. The, the moment I, link, I, I, I sent that link. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, to another 2K Master from a 35 millimeter print. The producer was able to provide it. And so if you haven't heard of Homebodies, it's a movie from 1974 about these older folks who live in like a kind of dilapidated area. Mm -hmm. Um in of cincinnati and there's this like urban renewal thing going on where they're gonna like knock down the building they live in and like you know build a, a high rise or something and so all the elderly in the building kind of decide that they're gonna do whatever it takes to stop this you know stop the landlord from doing this which involves them basically going out and murdering people <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, you, yeah. yeah it's good yeah. Yeah, you, you've talked about this movie a couple of times, and um, I believe it was, like, one of the best, like, you did a back row feature of, like, best movies you saw in a certain yeah, year. Yeah, it was, like, one of those, it was one of my favorite things I saw for the yeah. first time that year. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it sounds yeah. good. It's, it sounds like batteries not included, but with, <laughs> with a side of murder. <laughs> yeah, and it's interesting because it is PG. Hmm, um, okay. I, it's a little violent, and it, but it has this really interesting, tone where mm. it's 
like the idea of the movie is like kind of humorous yeah but like it's mm. also not treating it as a joke so there's like some murder scenes that i remember being like kind of unnerved by i was like whoa yeah. that's disturbing like they like they put someone in like cement and they're like begging for their lives <laughs> or something and you're like whoa that's like treated really darkly whereas the idea of them going out and doing this is treated a little bit lightheartedly mm-hmm. and so there's an it's there's kind of like an, an interesting thing where these like um these two sort of like competing feelings are butting up against each other and juxtaposing yeah. and, and yeah it's not like a five-star home run movie but it's really fascinating and i would love to see it on the 2k scan so i will probably buy this one i think yeah what's yeah. the version you watched was it a vhs oh it was a vhs yeah oh, okay hasn't this for sure been released on dvd is it no, just another like so. vhs to blu-ray yeah 4k kind of deal that's i guess cool. so yeah that's cool yeah so the producer marshall backler i guess provided them with the print so i i think this print has never been seen before until now maybe i don't know Mm. Or like maybe when it was screened somewhere or something back in the day. What a time yeah. to be alive! I know. It's, I know. It's it's cool. They they keep like unearthing these gems. Uh, I know. Every once in a while, it happens more often than not. I feel it's. Yeah, uh, I know. I've been writing so cool. my letters for girlfriend from hell, 1989, and they finally answered. <laughs> I'm gonna get it on Blu-ray. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Only the classics. I... <laughs> yeah, when you sent me that one, I was like, who's who's waiting for? this on 4k but i'm sure there's like people who will buy it yeah absolutely Um, why not yeah (laughs) (laughs) um all right well let's move on from physical media and go into what we've been watching lately what uh what do you want to start with Mm, um i mean we can talk about like horror stuff i've been watching i've also been watching other things uh yeah let's keep the horror for later so uh Earlier this year, I've been on a huge, like, classic cinema kick. Like, everything (laughs) 60s and pre-60s even, like, 60s, 50s, 40s, even some 30s, filling in some blind spots. Uh, Like, I have never somehow, even though I grew up on on comedy via my dad, watching, like, a lot of, like, Laurel and Hardy, Marx Brothers, and um, big fan of that stuff. But I have never seen a Charlie Chaplin movie. I have never seen a Buster Keaton movie. (laughs) And I have never seen a Harold Lloyd movie. Okay. is like the trifecta of like silent comedy legends yeah uh, and now i've seen movies like one of each or like i've seen two harold lloyd movies and, and one charlie chaplin one buster keith movie so th- that's been like a really cool experience going back and um finding out which classic cinema suits me most and mm-hmm. so one director that i'm a big fan of and this is not a 2021 thing it's it's uh been going on longer than that uh like a couple of years ago uh for the first time ever uh with michelle we watched the apartment billy wilder uh movie uh and since then i've just been a big billy wilder fan i've been watching uh, a bunch of his movies and it had been a while since i watched one of his uh because there's still like more than half of his movies i haven't watched yet and i definitely plan on watching more because they're more often than not uh like five star affairs really <laughs> uh i've seen like most of his comedies i feel like um but earlier this week i watched one called double indemnity uh, okay 
which is a noir thriller. It's from the 40s, but I can't really remember what year exactly. It doesn't 44? really matter. 44, yeah, I was thinking 44, but yeah, it's a, it's a noir. Uh, so the synopsis is a rich woman and a calculating insurance agent plot to kill her unsuspecting husband after he signs a double indemnity policy. Against mm-hmm. the backdrop of distinctly Californian settings, the partners in crime plan the perfect murder to collect the insurance, which pays double if the death is accidental. Yeah. So this stars Edward G. Robinson, Barbara Stanwyck, and Fred McMurray. Uh, it, it is really like the archetypical noir. It has like uh, these scenes of like, I want to see uh, say like a gumshoe character, but he's not a gumshoe. He's an insurance agent, but he he, he, could, he might as well be. Uh, also like a gumshoe, like a detective is always like trying to solve the mystery. But this is like on the flip side of the coin it's about the people trying to pull off this like perfect crime but he's this like you know like fedora wearing there's a bunch of like inner inner monologue like this describing mm-hmm. the, the the setting and the scene and like this whole like monologue shtick while driving a car while it's raining you know like very classic imagery and barbara stanwick as the blonde femme fatale it's based on a raymond chandler story who yes. uh, also wrote like strangers on a train the long goodbye a whole bunch of other stuff um but yeah it was really fucking good i was like so invested uh <laughs> probably started watching it a little bit late and had to finish in bed um but i was so i don't know like so invested in the story and how it would play out and like i said it's the, the kind of noir where their main character is trying to pull off the crime instead of what you usually get um and based on this and the noir movies that i have seen i think i prefer it this way over being like on the detective side because mm-hmm. in my experience those the way they play out always I, I i build them up in my mind and i end up a little underwhelmed at what the eventual mystery turns out being yeah um but yeah i really like this it's like really being like sneaky and uh trying to make sure like like the main um insurance agent guy played by fred mcmurray his colleague played by edward g robinson he's basically trying to solve the mystery of like Mm -hmm. Uh, what is this insurance ploy there's more going on this guy just didn't die yada 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 so it's fun like seeing the main characters that you're supposed to be rooting for they're they're actually bad and they're trying to pull off this crime and um, yeah I really like that and uh, yeah Uh, my love for this kind of shit like noir and detective stuff uh, goes way back to before I was like more of a movie uh, watching person than I am now like playing old like PC adventure games like Simon Max hit the road and monkey <laughs> and monkey island and all that just like uh playing computer detective spending hours <laughs> just spending hours stuck on a puzzle in a dark room in the middle of the night just like yeah perfectly con- uh isolated little moment just you and your brain and this like pixely detective murder mystery nice. kind of thing <laughs> yeah um so yeah it really appeals to that part of my brain that uh, and, and sort of like a nostalgia thing as well, but I I haven't really explored noir movies 
as mm-hmm. much uh, as I've played like PC adventure <laughs> yeah, yeah. detective games. Well, when when you mentioned that in your review, and I forgot to bring this up to you until just mm. now, but so <laughs> I don't know if this is a good recommendation. Yeah. But a long time ago, my friend Bruce brought over like a box set of noir movies, and oh. I think they they were maybe like some of the some of the B noir movies and stuff. Okay. And but I th- I think this one isn't maybe a B movie. It might mm. be, but anyway, it's an MGM movie from forty seven called lady in the lake um and it's also a raymond chandler novel yeah yeah, yeah. but <laughs> this movie is because you talking about um computer games made me think yeah. of this because i remember watching this with bruce because it is a movie entirely shot from the viewpoint of the main character okay so like the whole like like almost every like the entire movie i think there may be one or two shots that aren't but like the entire movie is a first person's perspective of like oh. <laughs> of him like walking into a room and there's people there talking to you in the camera <laughs> and <laughs> that, that and, sounds kind of cool <laughs> and the funny the reason why it reminded me of it is because bruce and i would joke because like every time they go into a room the camera will like pan around and it'll be like the table <laughs> the floor the door like and, and it's like i can just think of you being of like it's almost like a your adventure room you get into the, the yeah, 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 adventure game time. you're like what's on the table yeah yeah, yeah. You <laughs> no like, day yeah you need to like uh put your cursor on anything because sometimes there's like there's this tiny pixel and it's like a clue <laughs> yeah exactly so I, cool. I don't like, remember if it was like a great movie mm, like i just remember oh. it having a kind of like fun presentation yeah yeah yeah. i need to check that out i see it's like a a a movie in the philip marlowe series yes yeah there's a a bunch of those there's a bunch that were made later with um robert mitchum two of them i believe in like the Mm -hmm. in in the 80s maybe even 70s 80s i think uh yeah i i have one hold on well there was um obviously uh long goodbye yeah yeah and farewell my lovely that was the yeah. mitchum one yeah there's two there's farewell oh my big lovely sleep. and yeah 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 the big sleep which is a remake of a Borg- bogart uh yeah movie from the 40s uh oh murder my sweet that was one i was wanting to check out as well that's also uh, based on the raymond chandler yeah uh, dealy that sounded Nice. Oh yeah, that's the first uh, Philip Marlowe story, Murder My Sweet, 1944. Mm-hmm. So that's probably why I wanted to check that one out. Uh, nice. But yeah, cool stuff. And Billy Wilder, like always, delivers just one yeah. of my favorite directors. And, and uh, another big blind spot for me, Sunset Boulevard. I've never seen mm. Sunset Boulevard, so I'm gonna check out Sunset Boulevard pretty soon. Uh, I told Michelle, get ready, we're finally gonna do it. <laughs> uh, cross off that one. Uh, nice. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. What about you? What you've been watching? Cool. Yeah. So double indemnity, Billy Wilder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so I'm gonna, I'm torn because so I have been watching a bunch of of horror, and I don't know if mm-hmm. I should talk about one of the good movies I watched or <laughs> one of the dumb movies I watched. I don't know. Talk about whatever is more interesting. I, know. I guess. Well, whatever so this you is want to talk inter- about more. <laughs> this isn't that interesting, but I just want to bring it up that I thought it was very amusing. Um, so in 2005, there was a Marvel movie called Man Thing based okay. off of the comic book of the same name Mm. and so this is like before comic book movies really figured out what they were doing (laughs) um and man thing was directed by brett leonard who did lawnmower man virtuosity dead pit oh boy um so (laughs) (laughs) all great (laughs) yeah sure sure 
Uh, and well, I yeah. do like Virtuosity, but he, his track record is just yeah. yeah have you seen Hideaway with uh, Jeff have. Goldblum? I have. I barely <laughs> remember it, but I have. Oof. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, yeah. So I would just say Man Thing is is not good at all, but um, it, it is interesting because it is from this like period where so Marvel hooked up with Artesian Entertainment, mm. and they basically were proposing that fourteen movies were going to get made based off of Marvel properties. And it just made me think, like, <laughs> like I wish that happened. Like, I wish we had, like... If only it a, took off then. <laughs> uh, yeah, if only we had, like, a garbage Black Widow movie from 2005 or, like, you know what I mean? Like, some, like whatever characters, like, some dumb Hawkeye movie from 2005. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> I want to watch that. It, it would have sucked because this movie sucks, but... Probably, um, yeah. it, It's, like, so the, the man thing effects are actually pretty fun. It, like, as a character, they look good, and... Yeah. And yeah. the whole movie takes place in a swamp and the swamp is like really great and, and moody and, and used well. Okay. But like, oh my God, the rest of the movie is like, just think about, you know, in two in 2000 to 2005 when mm-hmm. like television was part quote unquote like lost. we're in the golden age of te- yeah television and like yeah, we lost yeah. and all these huge shows lost and then you also had and... yeah you had these other shows that were like we just the lost. most yeah just the most bland shit and this movie is like a bunch <laughs> like of people wandered off of a set of a 2000s era show that you don't know who they are but they just oh, look God. like somebody from that kind of a yeah. television show yeah, like yeah. just the most insert face here type yeah. of leading man yeah, yeah. um like and like the whole plot is just like we gotta stop the oil company and i was like i don't give a shit about any of this <laughs> yeah like people uh like oh fuck what's the actor's name this is do you remember prison break that show yeah 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 so the brother of the main character i forget mm, his name me too yeah he's one of those guys who would just show up in garbage movies of that yeah. era like i can just picture him like just being man thing or whatever yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah and the, well the one thing about the movie that is interesting is that man thing is very much kept off screen and as like a thing that's murdering people mm. so there is like some gore like it's like a r-rated gory movie so mm. Okay. Like that's kind of interesting from a Marvel perspective, but what kind of gore? Like, uh, know, like, like at the a... beginning, the beginning of the movie opens like a slasher. It's like these like hmm. two people go off to get naked and they're fully <laughs> naked, and then uh, like a like a Stan Lee tentacle. Pops up. And, yeah, Stan Lee pops up. Where are you going? <laughs> you kids fucking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, that's my uh, best Stanley. Yeah, he was like Italian, I think. <laughs> hey, you can hey, fucking. <laughs> oh. Oh. Hey, oh, oh, Yeah. Um, Forget about it. Yeah, it's like it. tentacles nice. burst into people's uh, chests and stuff. <laughs> okay. That kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, Man Thing 2005, it sucks. You shouldn't watch it. Not but... as good as Return to Swamp. Oh, yeah. Off Swamp Thing? Return of Swamp Thing. Oh, Return of Swamp Thing is yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Jim Winorth. Love that movie. Watch that movie. It's a great swamp <laughs> monster movie. Yeah. <laughs> what else did you watch? Uh, yeah, like I teased before, just uh, upping my horror intake. Uh, yeah. I watched two movies today. Uh, I guess I can talk, can talk about both a little. Uh, so uh, maybe not horror, but when you think horror, well, I I also automatically, <laughs> there's a couple of companies that I think of, and one of them is Full Moon. So I watched a Full nice. Moon movie I, I hadn't seen yet. Uh called Robot Wars from mm-hmm. 
1993 so um this is like part of an unofficial series like it's it's not a sequel to Stuart gordon's robot jocks yeah that's what i was gonna say is it involved with that yeah it is supposed to be that series but they're like there's like three there there's like robot jocks robot wars and robo warriors yeah but they're like the same characters or same storylines don't exist. It, they're like separate movies, but it's all like um, people sitting in robots and fighting. And there's like miniature stop motion and it's all full moon. But yeah. there's, there's no continuity or anything. So that's okay. kind of weird. So I, I've actually never seen Robot Chocks, but I saw Robot Wars and I'm like, oh, this movie is only 70 minutes long <laughs> and Barbara Crampton is in it. Nice. I'm like, sure i'll watch this um i'm a big fan of barbara crampton and this era of full moon uh like early 90s that's still pretty good like uh case by case but still uh yeah it, it's still like as long as as it's not like charles band forcing like puppet mer merchandise down your throat <laughs> it's it's okay with me mm -hmm. <laughs> uh it's actually kind of funny in this movie this is supposed to take place in the year 2041 and at one point there's like people walking there there there's this stupid thing in the movie where apparently this uh just like based on the synopsis hold on let me just first read the synopsis so okay taking place in the year 2041 the rebel centros are a plague to the survivors of the great toxic gas scare of 1993 yada mm. yada yada so this thing happened in 1993 which is the year this movie was made and yeah. at a certain point the characters they go to this like authentic 1993 town <laughs> which, which is just like classic charles band uh, an excuse to go to just an actual normal place where they didn't yeah. do shit but make it feel like they did a thing because it's yeah. like taking place in 2041 we're going all the like, way back to this old town of a 93 yeah <laughs> which is just anywhere you look <laughs> so at one point the characters they walk past an old theater and the the movie that's showing is puppet master 54 and i and classic I saw, 1993 movie <laughs> and i saw that and i was like where's the lie because yeah. there's so many fucking puppet master movies at this point in 1993 there weren't that many yet yeah. but they're they're getting there <laughs> so yeah. at, at least there's like some self-awareness there going on mm -hmm. like charles brand was already like man i'm milking this puppet master shit people will not get enough <laughs> yeah um but yeah this movie was it's it's not a lot of movie like it's 70 minutes but i don't know the story's like it's very disjointed and it's supposed to be like very high stakes uh end of the world situation like post-apocalyptic uh people piloting robots mm -hmm. but there's barely any tension in the movie because it's on one hand it's like very hard to take seriously and like i said it's it's just too disjointed to feel any semblance of conflict at all yeah so in in that sense it kind of fails but then again what are your expectations for full moons robot wars so yeah. i wasn't expecting a whole ton oh yeah directed by albert band this one uh charles band father who also nice. directed the second Ghoulies movie. Mm -hmm. um, oh, yeah, and the main character in this is... What's the actor's name? Don Michael Paul. Okay. Wasn't he in... Um, mentioned this movie before. Uh, Rolling Vengeance, the Canadian killer... Yes. Thing? 
Yes. He, he's in that, isn't he? Yeah. Michael yeah. Paul? Yeah. You're right. Okay. Yeah. So he's a bit older in this. Um, not a ton, but yeah. man, he, he's in, in a bunch of Pion stuff too, Albert Pion. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I saw on this, uh, Wikipedia that he's one of the people who helped write Cyborg. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Which, which surprised me. I know he's gone on to direct stuff, like a bunch of like, I believe he did like Tremors 4 and 5. Yes. Uh, directed. Yeah, yeah you're right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> weird career. But yeah, he's in yeah. this as the main character and he's this like blowhard, uh, jock kind of character. And man, he is just mugging like there's no tomorrow, which is a big, <laughs> which is a big part of the entertainment factor of this movie. Like, the the dialogue that comes out of his mouth and not just his mouth but the dialogue in general is so over the top and just people basically swinging their dicks at each other with words it's it's truly next level it's 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 pretty like it's hard to tell if the if the comedy in this movie is intentional like they're kind of winking but some of it just um seems to have happened un like i said un unintentionally um yeah so uh also kind of feels like parts of this movie feel very in that well demolition man is the thing in 1993 and yeah it, it feels like they they saw demolition man and we we're like well, okay let's take this robot chalks concept and uh do a yeah. bit more of a hysterical thing but the satire doesn't really work as well like uh if it gets to a point where it feels like you're sort of lampooning demolition man which is yeah. already satire L like let's be honest demolition man is not a movie to be taken seriously yeah uh, it's a good action movie on uh, that part works as well for sure but it's also just satire and, and this movie is just like i don't know how do you how do you say this a hat on a hat is that is that correct <laughs> probably not but yeah maybe <laughs> It's it's just yeah it, it doesn't really work but like okay. I said it's 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 barely seventy minutes long it's kind of a goof it kind of a goof and it and it looks to me it looks good because it's it's like it's it's very much an analog movie okay. you know yeah. <laughs> everything yeah like not just like the stop motion miniature effects but just the way it's shot it it feels like it was not shot yeah. on digital you know yeah well, that's a big is, thing <laughs> yeah this is like I guess right before they parted ways with Paramount. Um, mm. I I would I don't want to like will this into existence like asking for a documentary in depth about f Full Moon but mm. um I'm sure Band would do it but oh, yeah, himself yeah. um but yeah I'd be interested to know if there's any like specific um commentaries or anything that dives into that because I, I would always talk to again my friend Bruce about mm -hmm. uh this era and he he used to talk about like you know Full Moon had the most sweetheart deal ever of yeah. like Paramount is giving them money, a major yeah, studio, yeah, yeah. to make these videos for, mm -hmm. to make these movies for VHS, mm -hmm. and and they fucked it up so bad by like <laughs> by not spending all the money on the movies. Then the you and know and Charles Banch is buying a castle in Romania. <laughs> yeah, and doing like taking two movies and editing it together yeah, into yeah, Doll Man yeah, and yeah. Demonic Toys and doing a small shoot to like fix the fit the stuff in the middle. And so mm -hmm. I would be very interested to know all about like what happened there <laughs> that would be really cool to see but don't let charles band make it because you will not no. get the full story no absolutely not so <laughs> i feel like that's a big yeah. uh, big thing i, I want to get the full story i want to like, yeah. get like the dirty details uh, i know exactly because yeah. you know paramount paramount was eventually just like bye <laughs> yeah yeah no i get <laughs> these it. movies like, are not good anymore no. and you're not performing well <laughs> yeah Th that's the thing with charles band like a lot of people I yeah guess, at, one, at one point they're like no I'm, i've had it with you bye yeah exactly. 
exactly. Yeah. You're just a shyster. All <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. Robot Wars, 1993. Yep. yep. Oh, man. What about you? Um, so I'm going to also, I'll talk about one more really quickly. Okay. Um, so I, as well, have been trying to inch towards the horror thing. And mm-hmm. th- there's a lot of movies from the last year or two that I've been kind of thinking about watching. And so I finally put this Canadian horror movie on called Anything for Jackson. Mm. which came out in 2020 and is directed by Justin G. Dick, (laughs) D-Y-C-K. Okay. Um, And the interesting thing about this movie is the Justin, the director, has made like like 20 apes made for TV, like Country Christmas, The Christmas Prince, Hometown Holiday, A Christmas Village, Love in Alaska, like, like Lifetime or whatever style, like, television movies. And this mm-hmm. is their first just kind of like, I'm going to go make a horror movie. Oh, okay. Um, which is interesting to me because I, I like to see that, like, um, people from that world being like, I'm going to now just go make, like, a completely different type of movie. Um, mm. And and I also think that people look at stuff like that, like what David Dakota does and, and all these people that just churn movies out for television and they kind of think of it as... As like I don't know like you know not a real job or like not I don't think people think that but you know what I mean like they yeah. undervalue this idea of like well I mean they're not really directing but it's like actually they're fucking making like eight movies in a year you know how hard that is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you know how good you have to be at making a movie to like make that many movies and bring it in on time and and like I mean obviously these movies aren't the best movies you're ever going <laughs> to see in your life but it's still a talent and so they're still doing it you know yeah you know and so it's it was interesting to see somebody come from that world and and do this like kind of pared down horror movie Mm. um and so it's about these two older uh this older couple and um they kidnap this pregnant woman because they they lost their child and so what they're trying to do is like use satanism to bring their dead grandson's sorry not child grandson their dead grandson's spirit into this woman's baby that hasn't been um born yet oh okay and so they like go to the like local library and like join a little satanist club and yeah. it's like part kind of funny but also part just like really really well executed like modern horror movie mm. um and i i thought it was great i thought um the ending is a little bit abrupt and the more i thought about it the more i liked it but it definitely left me on a note of like oh that's it oh okay um but yeah i like the performances in this movie are really great um the two main performers are um Sheila McCarthy and Julian Richings and mm. they've been in in a lot of stuff and are both um yeah like like he like he was in Man of Steel and Urban Legend yeah. as the janitor and yeah so like and she was in Die Hard 2 Day After Tomorrow okay. um yeah and, and she is uh Canadian as well so yeah like character actors stepping into the lead role and doing like an amazing amazing work and I just thought it was really fun movie really well executed and i just had like a good time with it It, and but it looks like like you made a joke on the letterboxd post like it poster looks like an amityville or something like yeah that one oh you know (laughs) yeah like it it doesn't grab you but i i hope that if if you are interested listening out there if you like horror movies you like movies with a bit of a dark sense of humor and you don't mind that it's not like the scariest movie in the world um check out anything for jackson it's Mm. it's it's a good solid movie i thought 
Um, yeah, it's, really well done. It's so interesting that this director, where where they came from, yeah. and he, like usually it's the other way around. It's like you know, uh, starting genre and then... yeah, exactly. Fred and Ray making B horror movies, and suddenly it's all like yeah. Christmas and, and and dog movies and and that kind of bullshit. <laughs> and here it's like all like what is it? Hometown holiday, yeah, Christmas yeah. with a prince, a Christmas village, and then yeah. this, then this horror movie, and then it's back to Christmas yeah. in the Christmas in the Rockies, a Christmas yeah. change and so on. That's that's yeah. interesting. Well, one of the interesting things too is those those movies are kind of, you know, we know those movies as being very like undemanding from a cinematography standpoint. It's very like mm -hmm. point and shoot kind of stuff you would say, but but anything for Jackson like it has just enough like style. It's not too not too over the top and trying to like whip the camera around or anything, but it has mm -hmm. a very kind of like lockdown sort of classy modern horror look to it and but but even probably a step above average than your normal thing because i find a lot of movies now you get that like netflix syndrome where everything looks mm -hmm. like a tv show yeah, yeah and i thought this had just enough to to make it not suffer from that where there's just enough like interesting things going on that it doesn't feel like i'm just watching like a long episode of a tv show <laughs> yeah it was yeah, good cool yeah hmm. anything for jackson 2020 we're hitting an hour should we do you want one you do you you have one more horror movie i'll talk about one more horror movie like yeah. not not too much but I, I i watched another one today um i'm sort of like continuing my italian horror kick uh kind of started with like the when we watched the new barbarians uh yeah. just like watching like italian b movie genre cinema so one i've been meaning to watch for years and years is this one called it, it has a bunch of titles but the most commonly known ones are cannibal apocalypse aka invasion of the flesh hunter um, from 1980 so it's from 1980 but this movie just feels 70s as fuck or like you know <laughs> the way that some early 80s movies still feel root rooted in the 70s so this movie for the longest time i thought it was a zombie movie but it's actually a cannibal movie like you know in, in the title it says cannibal apocalypse but then you see the cover art and it's yeah. like John Saxon would have a zombie face so i don't know i was just kind of confused about that uh, so it's about these uh, ex-Vietnam uh, like veterans uh, yeah. who try to go back to normal civilian life in the States. I believe in Chicago, if I'm not mistaken. And they <laughs> discover they have acquired a, a taste for human flesh. Yeah. Um, so the thing is, it's, it's not just cannibalism, but when there's sort of like a zombie-ish hook to it because these people who have like acquired the taste of human flesh when they bite someone they don't eat them like they just have a, like a bite or a scratch that person gets infected and gets that same taste for okay like, they, they want to do cannibal stuff yeah um uh but yeah this this movie is like very much a slow burn it's not like uh most of the in that sense it's definitely not like i don't know like a zombie three or like like some bruno Mattei uh italian zombie nonsense uh it, it's definitely more like moody and very 70s and and cozy feeling i felt um it starts slow but it, it, i feel like it gets really good at a certain point um because you've got this like vietnam ptsd manifested via this contagious cannibalism thing going on but unlike a zombie movie where like the, the victims of this disease this like zombie disease uh they always become like faceless monsters and in this one there's like this layered morality at play with 
which I found re refreshing because when mm. you become like someone who has cannibalistic tendencies like they're still the same person like their character doesn't change they don't become like mindless zombies like uh flesh flesh no they, they're still the person they are but sometimes they just get these urges so it's yeah. like john saxon is the main character and then these other people like two of them who've been in the war with him uh, they're around as well mm -hmm. but john saxon like from the get-go he has the cannibalistic urges. So, but, okay. but he's still like the, the protagonist of the story. It, it just becomes this like gray moral thing where like, you're not sure who you're rooting for. You just know that the Vietnam War fucked everyone up, <laughs> which is uh, definitely yeah. thematically way up my alley. So I thought this was like more interesting and layered. I'm not going to call this movie like a profound uh, musing on like the, the wrongs of war yeah. or like what happened in, in, in the actual Vietnam War because like the director, Italian director An Antonio Margheriti, he did a bunch of like Fiat exploitation movies. Uh, yep. I, I haven't seen any of them, but I'm I've sure. I've seen The Last Hunter. Oh, okay. Do you remember how that I was? I, I liked it. Okay. Um, it's pretty sleazy, um, <laughs> okay. but it, it, it like it was it was was advertised as if it was the deer hunter too. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it, I think it was gonna be, but then he wasn't allowed something. Yeah, or something with like rights. Uh, yeah, it but it happen. is very much like what if a movie about the, the Vietnam War was just like a like a sleazy action yeah. movie. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. like it, yeah, it has some sleazy stuff in it that makes it not uh -huh. as fun. But yeah, I, yeah. I remember liking it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this one as well has a bit of sleazy stuff, but not like crazy amounts, like not uh, mm -hmm. on a level that I'm not used to in, in Italian yeah. B movies. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's just a, like, like that, uh, you know, how in like in, in First Blood, there's a lot of like um, of that going on as well. Like the original ending to First Blood as well was, was going to be like super nihilistic. And this one goes places as well. Like there's no hero in this story there's no winners uh yeah which i thought was pretty cool like you don't expect that from a movie called cannibal apocalypse mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. uh so that was cool uh nice. and, and, and john saxon is always like he's one of those people who showed up in everything horrible movies a movies b movies z movies whatever but he's always mm -hmm. a great screen presence He's always able to carry a movie, and, and this one as well it's uh very cool to, you know, nice just see john what? saxon and was there any miniatures? Um, no, no. I know what you're alluding to. <laughs> is, is it virtual weapon? Isn't that? Yeah, a, yeah. A, yeah. And I do think that that's something that they did a bunch of. Maybe it was later in there mm -hmm. in the later '80s. Yeah. They they maybe relied on more okay. of that. But yeah, yeah. No, none of that. There's some cool effects in this one. Like there's a. <laughs> A guy's stomach gets like, like he gets a hole shot out of him, like yeah. like a dad becomes her kind of <laughs> size hole basically, and they cut back to it a couple of times, and that's that looked pretty cool. Uh, some, yeah. I, some eyes get like poked out with fingers, and it's like very obviously fake, but you know that it looks cool to us. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, well done. Uh, yeah, that's uh, it, it, this. This one definitely took me by surprise because I, I was getting a little sleepy, but then suddenly it just did something interesting and it caught nice. my attention, and I, I was on board until the end and felt pretty Sweet. good about it. Cannibal end. Apocalypse, aka 
Invasion of the Flesh Hunters, yep. 1980. All right. Hmm. That's the episode then. Cream of the Crud is done again. So you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram and more at blog. You can email us at blog at gmail.com. Go to back-row.com for everything else. Hit us up on Patreon. There's lots of stuff that's going to be going up there in the coming months. You can follow me on Twitter and Letterboxd at YCKMD underscore and carlo you can find them on the same places as well uh and i was just gonna scroll through to get your name <laughs> <laughs> just letterbox.com psychopike psychopike and links yeah. to, links to all my other stuff are basically on my yeah. letterbox so if you want to see my twitter or instagram or whatever else i'm working on like my manga your four favorite movies that are <laughs> totally your four favorite movies yeah four four favorite movies that i have never seen but, <laughs> uh, yeah I, I i made a list on letterbox called like cursed i i've retitled it cursed movies and those movies all come from the cursed movies list which yeah. is a pretty interesting <laughs> list i I, rec I recommend checking it out it's there's nice. some wild stuff there <laughs> awesome yeah. okay well otherwise we'll see you on the next episode don't forget uh, crudbuddies.club join our discord and talk to us there and tell us what to talk about mm. all right keep, keep it cruddy keep it cruddy <laughs> bye bye buddies bye